Refocus. You're listening to Refocus. So what is your astrological sign? Cancer. Cancer. So is Camille. Oh. So is Ty. Oh. I like cancers. <laughs> I have an affinity for y'all. I guess so. Yeah, Camille's is July 1st. I'm a Sag. I'm a July 1st. And our, our guest for today is a Sag. Yeah. I wonder why he's a Sag. He's a Sag with a badge. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I didn't say our former guest, Miss Maud, uh, on our last podcast, Miss Maud Memphis used to have a thing about, the, she'd say on the stage about the uh, um, having sex, she'd say, tear it up because it wasn't put in the right place in the, anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, didn't you say that she ca- called her, uh, that area Louise? Yes. And she'd say, she said, Louise's upset. And you say, how do you know? She's like, her lips are all poked Louise like is this. mad at me today. Her lips are all poked down. Oh, that makes me die. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, we didn't, die. we did not get to hear the wonderful, uh, body and, uh, absolute comedic talents of Miss Maud, but she has some great, I mean, she's laid, it takes a lot to lay me out. I've been emceeing shows with her and I absolutely have had to walk off the stage because I couldn't, she'd say something that I'm like, I gotta compose I myself. think she's in a, she, when we interviewed her, uh, she was in an emotional moment, but I think that um, sometimes all it takes is a, a an audience to drive up yes, people. Yes, it does. Because uh, one thing that Sandy said when he first directed me, uh, he said, you know, I had, I don't think he had doubts per se, but he said he was. He said when I got in front of the audience, it was just I just need I just need the goddamn audience. Right, I I I think that's true. I do. It just gives me everything that I need. I do. Um, we spoke about our uh, guest for this episode, who is a Sagittarius. I'm oh, a Sagittarius. Yes. I share a birthday with three very important people, Four. and I'll list them by importance. Um, Britney Spears, least important. Maria <laughs> Callas, very important. And David Winter, who would be uh, the lead in that. And he's our guest today. You not only share a birthday, you shared a womb with shared him. Shared a womb together. David yeah. is my twin brother. Oh, Thank you for being true. on the podcast today. Hey. Hi, David. Glad to be here. Do, oh, some, do some talking. She needs to get your levels right. They're right. Can you, can you say um, Snickle Fritz? I can't. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever? Did you ever? <laughs> oh. That was good. That was a good laugh. She got that. She got, she that. got it. I've had plenty of champagne and two Red Bulls. So. Oh, you're good to go. Champagne and you? Red Bull is kind of my thing. Like when we go out, like when we went to New Orleans for our birthday, I had it in both hands. You oh, did, did have you? it in both yeah. hands. Was it what birthday? Was that your 21st? No, it was our 26th Six. birthday. Oh, we are yeah. older than that now. That was a couple <laughs> years ago. That's two. Um, David, uh, we brought you on the podcast to give us medical advice. Oh, we're yeah. we're going to show well, you. Well, that's what I'm not good at. That, so common misconception. So I've been a nurse for about five years now. Yeah. I've worked in administration for two, so I've not been at the bedside for a while. Oh, so I yeah. cannot give you any advice. So if they had a, like a shortage and you had to go out to the uh, the floor, could you like? David, we I, were you muster up. Could you I recently, uh, so I've, I've. Done more floor time since I've been around with a new position. I have around more, right. but I just I don't critically think in a nurse way as I used to. Yeah, so good. You, you, you think you could get that back if you had to? No, hey, well, I think nursing David, is actually say, much more. Say I mean, we were uh, 
we so a gunman comes in here. A gunman. I'm running. Then three die because obviously, right? I'm a survivor. Oh, because <laughs> um, you're I so am, hale and hearty, I right? Am, I'm sitting here, blood still pumping. My leg needs to be amputated. You've got a plastic fork and the will to save my leg. What do you do? First of all, did you did you wrap something around your stump? So David, you're the nurse. Okay. Why am I wrapping? Yeah. Do you have a belt? I don't know. Actually, no. I'm wearing a drawstring. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna bleed to death. <laughs> I don't like the. You're an awful nurse. I thought those were. Well, lasted. you know, I I interviewed for a job I didn't get once, and the um the director late. It was a director of nursing I interviewed with, and she said, you know, you've not been a nurse for very long, but neither had she. And she she said some people were meant to do, and some people were meant to lead those people. So. So right. if I get shot up, you gonna lead somebody to help me or what? Oh. That's the idea. Yeah. No, but I, I know for a fact that you absolutely uh, work uh, very good under pressure. Well, yeah, I think if you're in a, a leader role, that you would have to well, work well under pressure. I, David, I mean, David, who performed the song "Under Pressure"? Uh, David Bowie. And who else? Uh, 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 oh, it's uh, that band. Uh, oh. Uh, the other guy, the gay. I'm going. I'm trying to give him uh, the tips gay, here. I'm putting um, the fingers on it's my. It's Freddie Mercury. There you it wasn't Hitler. Piece not not Hitler. Trash. <laughs> um, uh, David, why do you think we brought you on this podcast? You point? thought it would be entertaining, I think. But also, I I live for podcasts, so this is like a dream come true. Didn't you say? Were you the one that said you listen to it in the shower? I listen to podcasts in the shower, at the gym, on the way to the gym, oh. on the way to work. Anytime. What's your favorite Someone podcast? Someone else told me that too. That they said that, that I had you in the show um, in the morning. You wish. My favorite podcast is This American Life, um, but they don't come out with those too often. It's We're like, familiar with that. that? You know, I don't listen to anybody but us. So. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. If people are listening to us in the shower, what one by one? What would you like to whisper to them while they're in the shower? Go ahead, whisper something to somebody in the shower. Be sure to get your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Go see the doctor about that. It's Always no, uh, no. Also, no, no. My, my favorite thing would be make sure you get your feet. You forget about the God. Feet. People forget about their goddamn feet. Did you see where um, Taylor Swift recently said she doesn't wash her legs; she just shaves them every day? Wow. Well, that no, that works. I, w- it's exfoliation. Well, no. So let me just tell you: when I shave my entire body, I'm not running some kind of ex- uh, some no. wash rag over it after I get done. You the shaving was the job. You gotta put a loofah. Get some roughness. Well, I on. think most people think loofah. that you need some kind of soap as like maybe an antibacterial agent, but really you don't. Your body doesn't need that. It needs water to wash away the the big stuff, and then what that- big stuff you got on you, boo? I'm just saying that those, the big stuff. What's this big stuff you got on you? And then the exfoliant. You need to see a doctor. That really helps stuff. just to get the other stuff you off. You know, of she's her. married. She gets stuff on her. She gets up. Oh. <laughs> Micah's been in a relationship way longer than I have, actually, this, now. Well, you know. Oh, I did see that um, a lovely uh, photograph of you from uh, your mother and. Uh, from my marriage that I used to be. I didn't bring that up. <laughs> wow. From your first wedding. David's had a divorce. Well, it happens okay. to the best of us. And I actually feel like I'm a, a unicorn in the gay community because I've been divorced for a, a minute Before now. it was, and I was married, to get married. <laughs> and I was married for five years. And so most people were like, "Are you? was it legal then? It was It was just now becoming legal. It was only legal right. in New York and California and some other. You got married party. in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got married young, though, didn't you? I was probably 20, yeah. Yeah, that's young. Mm-hmm. These days, I mean, back in, you know. Pioneer times, that was old. You were a spinster by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you suggest marriage is a, a, a good option for people? 
I, you know, after I've been married, I don't know that I would suggest anything to anyone because it's kind of like whatever works for you. Uh, because I know way more successful relationships that never even ta- had that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, or at least it doesn't appear they did. I, you know, people ask me and Nathan about marriage, uh, or Nathan and I about marriage all the time. And what mm-hmm. I suggest to them is that, um, though that would be a fun party, right? Um, yeah. it would do nothing, it would add nothing to our life. Right. Yeah, because you can um, get legal documentation that says everything that you need it to say and for you all's family life like your family and his family that wouldn't even be needed as far as when it became to healthcare decisions or something like that because what i think as as a former trauma nurse is who's going to be making the healthcare decisions because you have to have legal documentation for that mm-hmm. and uh we always ask it it's never one of those things that's just assumed i've had so many instances where uh, a female comes to the bedside of, of a man that's been shot and he's on the ventilator and we're assuming that she is a, a spouse and it turns out she is one of two baby mamas that he has. Mm-hmm. And so she can't make medical decisions for him because mm-hmm. she may not have his best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find his next of kin. And even then your physician or your, your medical staff will weigh her decision making and if it's if they don't find it appropriate, they move on to someone else. Um, just like if, if your wife is saying, oh, pull the plug. And we're like, oh, it's not even that kind of situation. Cause that happens all the time. And Get rid of it. Right. It's like, oh, he's on a ventilator. Chance. Are Get you kidding me? It. People do that. They, I, I swear to you not. I've had that, that exact situation where they're like, oh, I don't want anything done. Pull the plug. And we're like, ma'am, he's going to be perfectly fine. He's just on the ventilator for a second. <laughs> so obviously you're and people think like we're I've seen soap I, I swear to you not I've seen a soap opera one time cuz I used to go in in the afternoon so I yes. had all that time and what soap opera you where it, it was I think it was what is it one day at a time that's a, or a general hospital or one of them that's still on in NBC you know, you totally mess all that up cuz I ain't none of them on it's uh, days of our lives on NBC with the blonde girl I don't know uh, well, anyways, on ABC. her mom was uh, intubated and her dad was I like used to be a really soap opera fan. Yeah, I could I youth. could see that for you. Actually. In my youth, I gave it up. I got over it. But the, 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 the dad wanted to pull the plug for her mom and she was like crying because their mom could make it or whatever. Your, your doctor is never going to let that happen. You know, there, there's ethical boards. We're always going to make the decision that's best for the patient. And it's never going to be. Uh, just like pull the plug and they're done. Oh, we can't do anything about this. She said to do it. No, murder is a thing. You know, you don't get just to do things. That's David. That you have to uh, but having that. you told me that if I was on a ventilator, you would pull the plug to charge your iPhone. <laughs> I have told you that if you had a brain injury, I would not seek treatment. Oh. David, it is just complicated, and you wouldn't be you anymore. You <sighs> wouldn't be you. But maybe, but you would... know what? Maybe you would improve. There, are, you do have anger management problems. <laughs> 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 Gas. Oh, yeah, you've noticed that, have you? Right. I have. <laughs> you know, in in the the last friend of George's board meeting, uh, uh, or one of the one before last, uh, Jennifer, who's on our board, said, uh, "You know, we all manage stress differently. We all know that Goldie's going to have a, a, an explosive <laughs> yes. moment." And Every I said, show. "And no, but listen, when she said, it, I said, we do. We all know that." That I'm going to explode. Oh, I think the there. gas station attendant knows that. Oh. You know? <laughs> she calls me Jonathan next door. You look like a Jonathan. No, no, no. She calls me Jonathan because there's a Jonathan. She's very misinformed. I like her a lot. She's a nice girl. At the uh, Mapco? 
at the Matco, um, when we were doing Dragnificent, I was going in there a lot, and she said, you look like Jonathan. I said, who is Jonathan? She said, Jonathan from Love and Hip Hop. He is Hispanic, so that's weird. Um, Well, you do have really dark brows. How dare you? (laughs) You know those aren't real. Well, probably his aren't either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, being a brow person's a thing now, right? Brows are very important. You know, you just... let me see let he me is see. gorgeous why okay, would you not want to <laughs> because I don't look anything like him is that Jonathan from who loving hip hop I don't look anything like he's Hispanic well I mean you don't look anything like him but he's gorgeous well I mean you. yeah I mean if I was squinted and kept a good distance you might look like him but... well she calls yeah, me she still lips. calls me Jonathan Nathan Bell said how do you know that woman and I said she works here and I, I come here a lot I mean, when you live, when you move into the theater two months before you do a show, yeah. right? Well, I'll tell you when I was going, I was working with you all backstage for Dragnificent. Oh, I went to that gas station, and she was like, "Are you one of the ladies?" And I was like, "I'm sorry." And she said, "Are you in the show?" I said, "No, I'm not in the show." Oh my god, that's so cute. Are you one of the ladies, David? How ladies? often do you get uh, asked if you're me or something like that? You know, I don't get. Well, I do get asked if. Uh, or, no, they don't ask. They just assume that I'm you. I, and that happened to me last night. At, I was getting dinner at, I guess I won't say in case the person's listening. But No, some, we don't care. I was getting dinner at Elbow, and this little this person I've never seen in my life, He, uh, he's, I was eating a sausage cheese plate, and he came over. He's like, you do love sausage, don't you? And he gave me a hug. He's like, it's nice to see you. And I said, I have no idea who Did this you tell person. him that? No, I said, nice to see you too. Cause I, I, oh, and you think that he, but he could have thought it was you. No, because, I mean, I've never seen him before in my life. I have to tell you, back when I first met you guys, I had trouble knowing who was who. Mm. I really did. I mean, not because I didn't know you that well. And I have thought maybe in the podcast it would probably be hard to know who's talking. No, I I can tell you the voice is so different. But, I mean, just see y'all walk through the bar or whatever, and I'd be like. Micah, how much do you weigh? What? I mean, oh, I, I wanted what? to. What? Because there, there's a difference. Do, do what, sir? I think I have a solid probably 40 pounds on you. Yeah, well, I mean. Oh, it's much more than that. Oh, no. No, y'all used to be the very same size, I think. We've no, never been the same size. So, you know, we have this thing where we're both in orbit around a size, and sometimes we might cross each other a little bit, but. No, it's I mean, you know, similar enough that, I mean, the, the untrained eye would think that that you might be each other i remember i know in high school he was um i want to say listen um didn't didn't somebody think that you were me today or something like that what, you posted something to on facebook about oh no I, he said you're micah's brother i sat down at the bar at memphis pizza cafe he said you're micah's brother i said oh okay do you know him he said no he just drinks here in between clients <gasps> oh <laughs> All you clients, what? beware. <laughs> I didn't I post that on Facebook because I didn't want anybody to think you're drunk doing hair. But well, I mean, why she is. That? I am not. I mean, doesn't that help to be drunk doing hair? I mean, every, every you make the best decisions. Drunk while they do hair. Say, my goodness. If they're not on alcohol, they're on benzos or something. I was going to say, goodness, it's like a party. You might as well just drink a little bit and do some hair. When I went to get, I go to get my hair cut from him once a week because he's nice enough to do it. And it, hair grows that much? Also, no, look, I just look like, how beautiful that face is. I like is. to keep it pretty tight. Is that a flat top face? And I see the <laughs> other, there's these other men in nurse leadership in our uh, meetings that I go to, and they have terrible haircuts. So I like to keep my, like, like kind of a weird flex. Like, keep it frosh. You know. Gay people should have the best hair. Yeah, especially if your twin brother is a hairstylist. Right. Does he charge you? No, he does not. Well, she she pays in other ways. Oh. Now, David, uh, 
Have people thought that you were Goldie before? Like all the time. Uh, well, they usually just assume like I can't wait to see your next show or something like mm. that. And I was just like, make sure you come. <laughs> That's <laughs> not. That's really I'll be nice. wearing a cute outfit. <laughs> but it's 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 almost a compliment to me that they think I would be able to ever fit in those outfits. Just oh. <laughs> you know, you, you, know tape, you put me in those outfits. You know what it with takes. With duct tape, anything's possible, yeah. sweetheart. Uh, yeah, Allison, the, the, the other two ladies that are sitting here with us, uh, our two producers, they don't, uh, they don't, they've never seen me get into an outfit. Is these two people have helped me get into an outfit? <gasps> it is very difficult to put me in some of the stuff that I wear. I've helped a lot of drag queens get into outfits just from doing your <laughs> who's, show. Who's the hardest one to put in some? <laughs> is it Gina? I know. Uh, <laughs> well, no, now, now wait, now wait that. a minute. Gina always has stuff that is sized She's for her. She's gonna be so bad that we talk about her. She has stuff sized for her, so it's actually not very difficult. And I mean, it's just like a, 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 a zip. Or it goes right over her. Yeah, am I the, yeah, am yeah. I the hardest person to get stuff into? Uh, yeah, because you cuss a lot. Oh, what wow. about Gina in those boots? <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a real good system to that. Just saying. You are and I kept telling her, I was like, "These are the this is the strongest zipper on any boot I've ever seen." Because oh, it was have like to a, be a real industrial. Big oh, you know, you know, she won't listen. You know, no, don't do it. She's not gonna listen to this. She, she don't even know how to find a podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know, Bruce Bowie, uh, I was wearing this dress for uh, Dragnificent a couple of years ago. It was the, when we did the 50s one. And that, you know that beige dress I have that that has that yeah. structure mm-hmm. to it? It's sad um, that I do know all your outfits. But yes. <laughs> yes. It, it has a zipper up at the uh, and back. And it's hefty? Well, it didn't used to be. And Bruce, Bruce was getting me, getting me into it. And he said, honey, you need an industrial zipper. Oh. And I said, do what? And he said, "Give this dress to me." He came back, and the zipper was like two inches thick, and it I mean, it worked, honey. Oh, it, it was a zipper. zip, and I was in that shit, and it wasn't going nowhere. Actually, I just feel real discomfortable when the zipper substantial. Oh, I, I love a substantial. It was an. She, she gave me an industrial zipper. Because I was. Well, she uh, can do anything. Bruce Boo can do literally. Yeah. anything. I had this cute little dress I was wearing. I was judging the Mister. Oh, well, I can't say Mister. It was the leather and kink, sir. Leather and it can be a, a sister or a mister contest. No, it was, no, it, it was, had to be male. It was male, but um, I had this cute little dress that was kind of leathery, mm-hmm. and I, the zipper got all janky. And I tried to fix it, and Camille tried to help me. And anyway, the zipper went out, and I said, "If Bruce Bowie put that zipper in, it wouldn't have had that problem." Mm-mm. I can't even picture you in a leather outfit. Well, it was not. It sounds you know, like I've, moisture. Oh, I've worn it at the deli a couple times. You know the one. It's got. It's like you know. You know what I picture, Allison? I picture um, what is the, like the the beavers? What is it? June Cleaver. Cleaver. Why did I say beaver? Oh, I like that. I'll take it. She yeah, very, very nice. June Cleaver. Oh. Uh, that you have that whole uh, persona. And don't wholesome and motherly. And then when I think, think of Goldie, I was going to say, "What do you persona is?" Am I motherly? I try to be motherly. I'm curious. She's taking a selfie. I am. I'm curious because our last person said that my persona was bitchy. Are you and I listened to to that. <laughs> Slut, bitch. Um, what's the difference? I mean, <laughs> will you quit moving your mouth and taking a selfie? Oh Dave, my god! I thought it was in pause it. for five seconds. Uh, uh, oh, now I'm talking. Are you talking? Is I'm recording talking? it now. Are we talking? Hi there. Oh, How you hi. Doing? We're on our podcast, David. What, what is my persona bitchy or what is it? I think real life you're bitchy. On stage, it's uh, more of a a camp laugh here and there, and then you serve something bitchy. I don't know. Yeah, I can't use that. that Transcendent. 
You're um, transcendent. You know, you're you're you are much more um, sexually explicit on stage than you ever are in real life. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen her. You know, <laughs> I've seen her in I action. have said this so many times. Sorry, throughout our, she has to adjust our volume so much, or my volume. No, mine is but, me. Um, it's always it's us. always me. You know, I've said this so I many have these times. Of, and she's like, oh my and you God, get my so close. <laughs> um, but Micah, growing up, is totally different than Goldie is now, and I would have never thought that a Goldie could come out of Micah now, until I'm seeing it on stage. I, I, you wrote a piece several years ago mm. about how drag saved your brother. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that piece. Well, it, it and I, that's why I was saying when I was listening to y'all talk earlier and Micah was saying, or Goldie was saying, um, now I've lost my place. We were talking about needed cocktails that we were saying. Well, yes. And, and um, I just think that growing up, Micah was um, a big personality in every classroom we had, but he was also visibly not comfortable with himself. Right. Um, but if you saw Goldie on stage now, uh, and y'all commented on this all the time, there's no fabric to her outfit. <laughs> She's doing anything and everything, stuff, movements I would never dream of making. Right. And um, that, would, can't make. that would not be possible without those lashes and that wig yeah. and that, that persona that she's built. You know, when we were in, uh, that's very, uh, those, I think those are kind of kind observations that, that you're making. Um, but uh, when we were in St. Petersburg a year and a half ago, or maybe even more than that, Nathan and I went to visit Linda, my friend that lives in St. Petersburg, my close friend. We went to a bar, and I had, I had a beard, and I was you know, presenting as mask for mask, obviously. <laughs> and they caught the Dumb drag, top. the drag queen that we were at, whatever bar we were at, the drag queen brought me on stage and said, uh, we're going to do a competition where people who aren't drag queens, you know, wink, wink. They didn't mm. know who I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna do, drag queens will do a number and they play a number. And Nathan made the comment that night. And I thought about it later. I, they played some kind of number for me and I performed it like or tried to and it was so awkward and like stumbly and weird and he said why didn't you do all the stuff that you normally do and I was like I just did those kind of things didn't come into my head because I wasn't dressed you up you didn't have the heels on I, well yeah, yeah I didn't have a wig on or some makeup on so this I just did some kind of awkward movements I, and they didn't know, transpire there are so many things that um translate Allison can, would do and does I know people think it's a blurred line, and it really is, but Allison's a little more outgoing than Steve. Sure. Well, I mean, you're wearing a mask. And, uh, you're wearing a mask. Right. And, and that, I've always thought that, we, now he called it, what, Sissy Easter? I love Sissy it. And, Easter, yeah. um, and on Halloween, Mod now, it, I, Halloween Sissy, I always Sissy dress, Easter. I've never done drag for Halloween, but I've always done so big makeup and costumes. And um, I can tell you, you do have way more confidence. Listen, I live when for, people don't think you look like you. You know, why would you not act a little it, differently? It, you know, drag was what how Allison got born, if mm -hmm. you will, or birthed was on Halloween. Uh, but even if I wasn't um, drag, all my life there was something, some fun costume, and absolutely you could go and do anything and be anything and. Mm -hmm. I think be of, anybody. You know I what I mean. Of, you could, school, and people uh, were amazed by it. And in high school, when me and Micah auditioned for the same parts, 
and um, Micah can, can Micah can get on stage, and you don't see any of Micah. You see this this shell of a person who is too nervous to get the lines out or whatever it is. But Goldie can get on a Friends of Georgia stage, and it is totally the personality that I know, you yeah. know, and he's able to show that, or she's able to show that. But get get Micah or teenage Micah, who is maybe a little heavy set and doesn't know who he wants to be or who he is, and it he often didn't get the roles he was seeking because he wasn't showing an authentic self. Yeah. Even when you're playing somebody else, there is a certain level of authenticity that the audience expects. So when, when Delta comes on stage, Goldie playing Delta, there is a certain level, even she's being a bitch, she's saying things that maybe Micah wouldn't say to a, another person because it's really mean and rude, but there's a certain level of authenticity that she's serving that, that is believable to the audience. When we interviewed our last podcast episode, we interviewed Chuck Dewberry, who is Miss Maude Memphis. When we interviewed her, she said th- she said that uh, I don't know if it w- made the episode or not because I don't know what the edit looks like. But when we interviewed her, she said that my persona was bitchier, or she she was nervous to perform in front of me because uh, I come off when I perform as such a bitch, and that is I I don't feel like that is me in the my actual life. So it surpri- it did catch me off guard because that's not how I feel like people who engage with me on a daily basis would feel. But just like y'all talked about in the beginning, the, that that confidence level that you show and and the characters that you play obviously are sometimes the um, not the the heroes of the show. They're pouring wine. Sorry, we are pouring wine. <laughs> I thought the, so movie, the I character. Thought the no, just, I don't can think. Can you push past it, David? Jeez, we the are characters you wine. play as Delta. Sorry, I screamed to the mic. The characters you play as Delta are the antagonists sometimes, and oh, yeah. so Oftentimes. you can't feel bad that somebody is is catching the bitchy vibe from that because it makes me feel that's proud. what you're serving but the, I, I do stand by there is a certain level of authenticity to playing a bitch role because you're playing something that maybe you don't get to always say maybe you thought it maybe you know but those are things that there's always this side of everyone that you know the devil on your shoulder the angel on when your do, shoulder. when you do you guys and i'll ask you this too dana when do you guys get to have those moments where you are, can serve an antagonist authenticity, or well, no, no, when 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 do you get to uh, flip the script and be um, like when you said uh, David? David gave a uh, presentation at work yesterday. Yeah, and I would imagine when you give a presentation at work or something like that, you get to maybe be a fully realized version of yourself that isn't what you exist as all the time. And you did, and Dana, you just finished uh, school. You just got your graduate's degree, right? Right. Yeah. So I actually um, I taught a class at the university, and I think there's a bit of a performative aspect to. I mean, because Teaching, the for class sure. that I taught, yeah, it was in an auditorium, so it was a big class. So I had like a hundred students, and going in there and having, but it was it was all totally artificial. I mean, I am just you know. I'm introvert. I'm total introvert. And so, yeah, it was, you know, it was it was difficult, but I don't think I ever really had that moment. But it's really funny that we're talking about this because before I actually met you, uh Jeannie uh was telling me about you before we met and she was telling me like, you know, Goldie will just read you to filth, but <laughs> but Micah has a heart of gold. So, it's oh. she's like keep keep those two keep those two separate. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's see how this works." Well, yeah. sometimes yeah. drag that's the expectation right. is that um you come with this 
I mean, this RuPaul-esque uh, valor or, or gavalier attitude, sorry, and um, you can just say whatever you want. And I think that's expected from drag queens sometimes. Yeah. And, so, and when you go to a bar or a party, uh, you kind of expect that that person that's in the, this outlandish, huge outfit and hair and style to kind of say outlandish things. Well, yeah, it's part of the persona. Right, yeah. and that's what's expected and wanted. But you don't want, always want that at the dinner table yeah. or at, the, at, the, at getting drinks with friends. Well, you know, it's a little bit of different expectation. I, I wanted to ask you, since family member, I know most of your family. Uh-huh. And they're I also got to know our family very well. Lovely and sweet. They're just the most wonderful people. I know they come and support you. Uh, but was there ever any, any, and I'm sure I probably know the answer, but I just want to know, was there ever any problem with anybody in your family with Goldie, when Goldie transformed? Uh, uh, I'll tell you anybody that by the your, time Goldie reared her head right. or or heels or whatever, however you want to say I mean, it. you have a very progressive family. And I understand that. They but. weren't always that, but, yeah. you know, we had been through the whole gay thing. And right. so we had come to this point to where so I came out when I was a sophomore in, in high school, and that was an affront to my parents almost. Right. And then they decided, you know what, we would rather have you than not. And so that was dropped off very quickly, I would say, to to my mom and, and dad's uh, – I mean, they, they, yeah. they were – they did a very good job of that. They, at first, were just like, no, we don't want that. And then they decided, oh, but we want you. So No parent wants their children to, to – because to, I know my mother listens to this podcast. Yes. No parent, hi, Glorianne. Hi, Glorianne. No parent wants their children to live, lead or live a difficult life. And my, right. our parents had gay friends. And it's not like the gay thing was a big deal for them, I think. But to have a, a child that um, was about to – this is pre-Obama – um, right. The, the, to have a child that was about to lead that difficult of a life, I think, right. was difficult. For, for That was a hard thing for them to take in. But they did. Uh, but the, so the, we, we went through that my sophomore year. And then uh, then my, our oldest brother came out. And then Micah in college, um, he, he comes out. And, and so at that point, I think my parents and, and every member of our family was just like, well, this is a new norm. And then if you right. know Micah, Micah has always been an effervescent personality so adding a wig to that is just like okay that you know (laughs) i think that i think that when i started doing drag it was almost like uh like it makes sense yes (laughs) why not what took you so damn long i mean i think the same thing about you when you say that you started when you were 40 Mm -hmm. you said you were started when you were 40 years old i was about 42 40 years but but i feel like it probably uh, probably for a lot of people uh, probably for a lot of people it made sense don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just why what took you so long? Yeah. Were your yeah. parents alive when you did it for the first time? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, they didn't. I don't think they knew Allison. Um, well, I kept it from them for a while, but then when it actually, just because did it, I wasn't around them, and they never had any. I didn't live with them at that point, and they didn't. Um, have to know Allison since I had my life. But. When you started doing drag, uh, did people do people do people comment that you are two different people, or are you always the same? No, I, I get commented most of the time that you're the same on stage as off stage. There's no difference in Allison. That, I, think, I, th- I, think I think that's completely now, true. I think that's true, but like I do see a difference because on in in a in a Allison that orange 
nice wig that you have. Mm, gasoline. Oh, the, the tangerine. Yes, I love that wig. <laughs> and then you, you put on uh, your, your sparkly yeah. um, cocktail dress. It, there is an, a little elevation yeah, to the, to the hot, pep. The it's bubbly. a stepped up a couple of notches. It's yeah. Steve elevated. But, but that's what drag is. It, it, it should be a, a, us through a looking glass or well, us sure. through a magnifying glass. I mean, you have to dig in yourself to find that person, that persona. Pe- people lo- people enjoy when Allison and I uh, host things. And when it, like if I have a show, I put Allison – like, the person who I'm going to throw the microphone to is Allison. Right, right. And the reason that people enjoy us on the microphone is because uh, we are not. We don't pretend to be anybody else, but we are uh, ourselves in this like magnified. Mm-hmm. Por- it's us in a pressure cooker. Right, right. Do Do you think that your parents, if they had witnessed Allison in, my dad never met Goldie. Um, do you think if your dad or your mother, I'm not sure who, if they met. Allison, do you think they have, if they met Allison, they would have liked her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been no different. They would, do, yeah. you, do you think they would have loved her? Well, if they would have loved her, they're like, well, that's, that's him. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, our family. Did, my mother did see the, our videos from the, um, you know, uh, our YouTube videos when we did our little. New Orleans, the cooking at home with Allison. Or at home with Allison Wonderland, our little YouTube I love things. That. Uh, Still mother, available on YouTube. My mother way. did see those. And, um, yeah, she thought that was funny. She goes, oh, how do you come up with all that stuff to say? <laughs> you don't. You I'm ju- like, you're just I'm like, we didn't write any of it down. Like, you know me. Right. Uh, it's just natural. So, yeah. Well, our family is addicted to Goldie. I mean, they love coming oh to Goldie gosh, shows. Yes. But because that is, that, that is that personality that we've always really liked of Micah's. But it, it, it's that it's all the time. It's, it's all the We're time. I'm going to tell you, Goldie is an entertainer. And right. That, 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 there's... I'm not saying that about. Into a very nice show for myself no, personally. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a lot of people that and I'm not calling names out there, and I'm not saying anybody. So if you get if you get your panties in the water, that's on you. It's on you, bitch. <laughs> but there's so many people out there that 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 think they're entertainers, and they're not. They get out and do their little, and then they're gone, and that's it. And you're like, okay. Your dress was cute, and that's about it. But I didn't. I. I but I need something. I mean, you can come up. Point. Like I said, yeah. I was just commenting, talking uh, backstage before we ever came out and do our, uh, did a podcast about a a, a, a drag queen that um, has gone on. Uh, her name too real. Too real. We'll hold on before we tell this story yeah, about too real. We were talking about her at the end of it. Uh, Alice Morehouse said, I don't know what happened to her. I think she got hit she by a car. cars and asked that. But anyway, <laughs> think about it was with too real was that, no, she knew she wasn't fabulous. She knew she wasn't polished, but she owned it. And the fact of the matter was that when she was on the stage, she gave it all she had. Those are the ones that and are And she'd come out, and like I said, she would walk in in a nice little skirt, and I don't get this, a skirt and a top, and look, okay. But she'd come on the stage to do her number in a nightshirt and slippers. Change into a nightshirt. I guess she thought maybe it had to do with the song. It didn't. But the thing about it was she you owned mean, it, and it was... a costume to her. Right, right. And it was fabulous. And, 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 and no, she wasn't beautiful. She wasn't polished, but... The fact of the matter that she knew what she was and she owned it. She wasn't trying to be something she wasn't. And sometimes I think that... <clears throat> you know who I'm thinking about now that you're saying that? Um, she performs at Drew's Red Hair uh, McIntyre. 
Uh, Misty. She, oh, she passed. She just recently passed. She passed, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Ooh. No, I'm not. She she passed uh, in within the last yeah. four months. She passed away. Uh, Misty McIntyre, who was a, uh, a Reba impersonator here in our city. Oh, I was just about to say that I was always very entertained because you can tell she was very in her element. Right, right. Um, well, now it was I, what I, her, she was passionate about. I didn't even know she had passed. So that, I don't. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Right. But um, I was just about to say I've always been so entertained by watching her. And some people don't get it, but when I'm watching her, she's in the moment. She knows the words. She's selling. Well, that's it. the whole thing about. I, I go back to the, the drag thing. It's it's different to every different people. Yeah, it is. And that's why there needs to be all kinds of folks up there doing it. Right. You. That's and, why. That, you, you are so right because some people get like, same. why did that person get to be on the stage? That's because somebody else in the audience likes. This. Right. 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 And it doesn't have to always be the outlandish big hair. It can be. Right. You don't have to do splits, and you don't have no. to do stunts. Somebody's going to like Girl, it. Girl, if I did the splits, they'd have to take me to the uh, morgue. The morgue. The, the morgue. Misty McIntyre has died. She okay. has died. Uh, well, thanks for delivering that news to me on this podcast. Well, now I'm sorry. <laughs> you a, oh, my, do you need a moment to compose you yourself? Oxygen tank, perhaps. Oh, stop Did she it. have one? What did she, she die of? Uh, what didn't she die of? Well, everything. COPD. Oh, really? You know. I hope I'm thinking of the right person. She used to perform with an oxygen tank. There's only one. No. <laughs> be, are you thinking of somebody who did, does Misty McIntyre? All she ever did. She didn't do anything else. I don't want to offend anybody, so I don't know. I, Misty, think, I think you are she talking did Reba. about her. Yeah. She's the only McIntyre Reba that I, I know. Yeah, she didn't yeah. do anything else. She never did <laughs> yeah. any other song. And it was always a Reba song. That well, that's her then. Yeah, Davis, Davis, um, Davis, you're a performer. Uh, yeah. You you're going to be in the next Georgia show, oh. even. Um, yeah. uh, it's been a while since I've acted, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, but you're a sing you're a singer. You're known. Oh my God, for, you, a lot of people. You, you, both, as a singer. you both are amazing singers. Uh, the Thank Winter you. Boys or the Winter Twins, I should say. <laughs> One's a boy, one's we don't know uh, about. Oh, we, uh, those who aren't quite she's, sure. a, she's a they. But um, do you think that? Um, do you think that when you do your singing in public at church, I mean, you, you're you sing at First Congo every Sunday and all mm-hmm. that jazz. Do you, are you a different person then? Uh, I would say I wouldn't say a different person, but I will tell you that. So I work um, six days a week, sometimes long, long hours. And when you are offered, and I always say it's kind of a privileged thing, when you are offered to sing uh, at Congo, um, and they give you kind of this brevity to to do what, what it is that you wish to do, um, it is the most freeing, liberating feeling. Now, you, I get really nervous, um, and I, there is no reason to be nervous because everyone in the audience always is a friend, and they, they love you regardless of whatever you do. But I just it is it is so freeing and to me that's gospel because not everyone that goes to Congo is religious and I was told that my first uh, potluck I went to there because the um, you're a member there I'm a member there but the uh, the mission director of mission she sat me down and she said so how are you liking it are you going to bring your husband now my ex husband and I was said well he's an atheist and she said well half of us are atheists. I was like, oh, and she she said, we're really just a community, a faith community, but not everybody uh, agrees with every part, Uh, which, no, that, uh, her name is, 
Um, I'm drunk right now, but uh, <laughs> David. Uh, no, no, you don't have to name it. Oh, right? Julia, Julia Hicks. Julia Hicks. Yeah. Okay, that's, I knew that's something. I knew well, that. Would you? How would you categorize your faith faith journey in that regard? Then I, you know, if that is a huge question for a podcast, but I, I really think that I am a, and this is such a cliche answer, spiritual person, um, and I, I totally buy into. The, the liturgy that we do, and I love a, a hymnal. Uh, I just like that community portion. And at Congo, what we do, we sing a lot of hymns, uh, which when you do a hymn, besides doing something that's like projected on a screen, you're reading music together as a group, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a community activity. Corporal worship is for Right. Corporal worship. <laughs> but then it, it, we always read uh, read something together. Yes. So it's called – we the thing we read – uh, is called uh, the affirmation of community, uh-huh. and so we—it's a big long list of things. We will be together. We will stand as brothers and sisters, given life by one God. We will. Um, there's all these other things. Is Cheryl still over there? Cheryl's over there. Sonia's over there. Over there. But it—it's just about being community, and that's why I like Congo because they're—they are a church that works from the outside in. So all the money that's funneled through there goes to our food for families initiative or we have a bike initiative for people to, to get bikes and mm-hmm. all this different kind of uh, of ministries that work from the outside in instead of you see on tv where they're asking you for to funnel money into the church that's not what we want and we post the salary that cheryl gets at every financial meeting and and that's that's something that you can get if you want and it's not a huge salary i mean it's a it's a it's a good modest salary for a pastor of a church that size and um it's it's not something that goes up a lot yeah um you two people you and uh allison are one of the only uh gay people that I know that are religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of you are, are, have very strict uh, compasses in that regard. Uh, is it difficult being a gay person and being religious at the same time? Is it difficult talking about that and being received well in that regard? I, I don't think so in the um, <clears throat> Episcopal Church, which I belong to. I don't I don't find a, a problem with it. Um, they the, the particular church that I belong to is um, actually has a a, a group for um, uh, gay people, not just men. It started out being men, and there's some women that join now. It's called Integrity, and they support that and want you to come and join us. And you don't even have to belong to the church or be an Episcopalian to come to Integrity. So, um, Well, like I said, it is more about community for me. And now I do like the prayer services and stuff like that. But when I go to Congo, I walk in the door and it's all my my gay friends, and we're singing songs together that maybe at one time were connected to negative stuff, like uh, when we were at the Baptist church and they told us that, uh, you know, right. we had to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But now we've kind of reclaimed that. We've reclaimed that exactly. atmosphere for ourselves, um, and it is such a freeing, nice community feeling, and we laugh the whole time. It, it is there for you to make it what you want. Uh, and take from it what you want, um, and to to really have fun. And and it's not church is not always presented in that manner no, to me. No. It's not always a place where you go to have fun. And that is one of my fun places. That's that is one of my places where I go to see people that I love and people that make me feel good. Um, and 
it reclaimed that whole church thing where I thought you had to be serious. You had to be a certain way to be a part of the church. And that is not the case at Congo. That's wonderful. An open and affirming uh, congregation. Yeah. To, be on, and to be honest with you, some of the, the things that you're saying sound so familiar with my experience with Friends of Georgia's. And when we are, when right. Friends of Georgia's is, and you experienced it the last time because right. you, uh, you well, helped out the last time. I was just going to say, your, your experience with Allison and Camille, I have Mark Jordan and, and Terry and Dennis. I and uh, th- Those are the guys that I think of that make me it? feel nice. You did his hair? What would you do to it? <laughs> I just kind of put my thumb in it. In it yeah. Do you massage your client's hair? Uh, their heads? Tent- it depends on how hung over. I have a lot of clients who come see me when they're particularly hung over. Um, do you give them a full experience when they come to you? <laughs> the shampoo area is a private space. <laughs> Um, but uh, did you did you have a shampoo tech over there at Goo, at the Goo? It's the first hair salon I've ever worked at that doesn't have one. The Goods. We are so uh, the salon I work at is called a boutique salon, it's and they don't home. have wine for clients. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. Also today I found out I am not fucking shitting you. Today I found out that every other Goulds location has cucumber water. <gasps> we don't have any water. Well, we have a water fountain. Well. I guess you can bring me a little uh, station up there. Who do you serve your resignation to? Uh, <laughs> I would like to tender my re- resignation. Ricky Kakasini. <laughs> you can't even say his last name. What is his last name? I don't Kakamisi. know. I don't even know what his name is. Girl, it's a, Hey, Ricky. Hey, Rick. <laughs> That's what I said. I met a person at work, and I shouldn't say this. I, I'm not going to say the name, but they're a, a director of something, and he introduced himself. I said, That's not a real name. You just. I can't even say that. You know, Ricky ought to have his name, like, you know, put it out in parentheses, like the the P, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. (gasps) Buttigieg. Which actually is a name I love, but what a horrible name for a gay person running for office. Buttigieg. I'll Buttigieg. (laughs) I know he doesn't have a hopes chance in hell. He'll never win the South, but he's the most wonderful. I mean, he's great. I mean, he hasn't put a foot wrong yet. I just just am waiting for something, uh, some weird scandal to come out. You think a grinder photo is going to show up? Something's going to happen. I don't think so. I don't think he has. He's a good man, he is. He doesn't. And do all that nasty stuff. Listening like to him talk folks. on his Fox News uh, oh, townhouse, so that was he, he he gave white Obama vibes that were kind of no, crazy. No, and it's like, right. what is happening right now? No, and, and just the way he absolutely comes, and he never, he's so eloquent and hits the nail on the head and never. You I know. don't think him and his husband have sex. Okay. What? Uh, you don't think Chastin and him have a good... No, they don't. Why? They what do you think? Listen, Why? listen, 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 listen. listen. <laughs> trying to make pot, it... I'm wondering... I don't want anyone for president. I have to be like, are you the top or are you the bottom? <laughs> she Alex, just ruined her microphone. <laughs> what is your hope in... Uh, so we're closing ourselves out. Mm-hmm. What is your hope to accomplish in uh, with uh, Friends of Georgia's in the gay community in the next year? You get, you get that question. We'll end it on that. Oh, well, I uh, this will be my first experience back on, on stage. stage. Um, well, in an acting capacity. Uh, so, But I have already really enjoyed being backstage at Friends of Georgia's, so it'll just be an, another way to um, form those relationships because I had a blast last time. So, oh, um, we, you were wonderful backstage, by you, the way. In the minutes of the uh, board meeting that we had right afterwards, it was it was told to me to notate how wonderful you were. Yes. 
Well, I just, uh, I think of uh, those experiences just like I think, like I said, Congo and just being around people that I really, really enjoy. So it doesn't feel like work when you really, really enjoy it. Also, when you respect those people. I th- when, when, when we do the Friends of Georgia shows, it's just like you're around some people that you have so much respect for and like you respect their artistry and what they've got going on and uh it's easy to fall in line with what their vision is and you find that there's little to no judgment backstage for anything that's talked about or joked about or anything and that is exactly the kind of friendships that i'm willing to form because i don't need stress in my life (laughs) you know and i don't do extracurricular activities to add to the stress in my life because my job is stressful uh, relationships are stressful. The gym is fucking stressful. So I don't come to an extracurricular theater activity yeah. to be stressed out by people that I, mean, I don't get along with. So I only choose activities like this with people that I really want to be with. And I like Friends of George. I love well, I being stir with up them. the drama. I right. You know, yeah, I don't do it. The, only, do the it. only drama we have is when to in rehearsal because sometimes that can be. Uh, well, you know, that's the whole creative process. And mm-hmm. it's. Uh, um, a, a, a dicey situation sometimes, but you know you, it all uh, comes out, and you work it out on the stage, and that's what you do. David, when uh, when can we see you? Uh, so this episode will come out at the end of July. Um, is there somewhere we can catch you before then? Uh, absolutely not at jo- at Methodist University working. Uh-huh. <laughs> Allison, you'll be in my Tina Turner show. I will on July 13th at the Young Avenue oh, Dally. I'll be there too. David will probably be there. Oh, but then July, we should plug uh, our new. Uh, we don't. Is the title's not set yet, but but we do have a Friends of Georgia's show coming up in July 1st uh, of the, August. The end of July and the 1st of August. Uh, we have a show, a whodunit show, going up at the Evergreen Theater yes. for uh, David Winters in it, uh, Go- yes. Goldie D and Allison Wonderland. Yes. And um, on top of that, I have a show at Young Avenue Deli, July 13th. That is a, uh, it's called Return to the Thunderdome. It's a Tina Turner tribute show. We don't need uh, another we, hero. But we do, actually. In the age of Trump, we do need another hero. We do need many heroes. And many, many a this hero. This is the Thunderdome. And sure. she may be a she. I hope she is a she. Well, yes. I'll um, take Kamala, too. I'll take that. Until <laughs> then, I'm Goldie D. I'm Alice in Wonderland. And you're listening to Refocus. Refocus is brought to you by Focus Mid-South Magazine. Episodes are hosted by Goldie D and Alice in Wonderland. Music for this episode is Everybody Dance All Night Garage Mix by Pierlo, featuring Alexia D. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher.